You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 30. And today, I'm going to give you some very good news if your teen is finding their study challenging. And I'm also going to share how they might just need to make it more challenging if it isn't. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hello, my very important parents. How are you doing? I am doing very well. This week, I want to share with you one of the statements or kind of like sayings that I am finding myself making more and more and more often at the moment to students. And that is, if it feels hard, if it's a bit difficult, if it's making your brain hurt you're doing it right. (laughs) Or the flip side, if it's easy, it's not really doing anything. So I want you to think about physical training and exercise for a moment. So let's say we're working out at the gym and we're just lifting those two kilo dumbbell weights. And we're doing that for an exercise where we really could be doing 10 or maybe 15 kilo weights. Maybe 10 would be like, yeah, okay, I'm doing it and I can sort of feel it and 15 would be a real challenge. But what it means is the two kilo dumbbells really aren't going to be doing much. We could do 50 reps, but it's just not challenging our muscles. We are not breaking down those muscle fibers so that they can repair, so they can get even stronger. We could still spend a whole hour at the gym doing that. But if we're doing exercises that are totally ineffective, or let's say like 90% ineffective, We're going to get little to no results, no matter how many days we go or for how many hours. But we'd still have done a workout, right? We've still been to the gym. We have still lifted weights. But compared to lifting, say, those 10 or 15 kilo weights, if that's a weight that feels like it would be challenging, a weight that we can lift, but it's a struggle, we have to put in effort to do it. We maybe could even do it at less reps, which incidentally, would also mean that we're taking less time, that would actually get us better results. We would get stronger. And if we were a runner and we wanted to improve our endurance for running a marathon, but we keep doing five mile runs three times a week that aren't really challenging us, we're not going to get better at running a marathon distance. We need to increase our endurance and do training that challenges us at those new distances. Or if we wanted to get to grade eight piano, practicing pieces consistently and regularly, but from grade five isn't going to get us there. It doesn't matter how many pieces we play or how many times over we play them, it isn't going to progress us. We need to do piano practice that helps us build the skills and dexterity that's going to enable us to play grade eight pieces. Just like your teen may have spent 
two hours studying last night or last weekend, doing lots of practice questions, writing out their notes. Maybe they're making revision cards or doing revision by watching tutorials, whatever it may be. But is what they're doing going to push them to the outcome or the goal that they are after? Now, here's the problem we all face. (laughs) It is the case for all of us that doing uncomfortable things is uncomfortable. (laughs) Doing challenging things is challenging. And our brain, or at least the primal part of our brains, our lizard brain, is programmed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. And so taking on something that challenges us mentally or physically goes against those three things. It often isn't pleasurable having to do those tougher questions or study in a different way. We are having to expend mental energy and time on it. And it may well be painful. It may well be emotionally painful because it might make us question our ability or confidence. It might make us feel stressed or panicked if it's for an upcoming exam, especially if we know that that is what's required to achieve a particular result or grade that we want, if it's something we think we should be able to do. I am always saying to students who are doing revision questions, (laughs) if you come across a question that is challenging or tricky, do not skip over it. Our brains are going to want to skip over it because remember, they're seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. But we all know what that means. That just means that that question or something very similar to it is the one that's going to come up on the exam, right? So this is what we are dealing with. And so this is where your teen needs to consciously and actively engage their higher brain, their prefrontal cortex, the part that is capable of overriding that pleasure-seeking, energy-conserving instinct, the part that says, if we really do want that result, then here's what actually needs to get done, even if it's not pleasurable or easy in the moment. And to be clear, That may include just taking that time beforehand to consider what it is that they are about to dive into. It can feel painful spending that extra five minutes so that they are really thinking about intentionally choosing something that is really challenging them at the right level. So if they are metaphorically about to pick up those two kilo dumbbells, maybe they're about to do 10 of the easier questions in their maths revision, or they're just going to start copying up some notes or copying out a diagram, they need to intentionally choose the 10 kilo dumbbells. They need to do just maybe two of the harder level questions or extended responses or put in that extra cognitive effort to perhaps transform those notes into a different format. Because here's where I see students getting tripped up with this. They mistake the time spent as the challenge. I'll say that again. They mistake the time they've spent as the challenge. They think that they've put in effort because they've spent that time. They think that a lot of time working or studying equals hard work. So they mistakenly believe that they have put in effort because they've put in time or because, hey, look at all these pages of notes that I now have, or look at all those quizzes that are ticked on my revision guide. And they understandably feel that way because hey, it probably wasn't also very much fun. They didn't get a lot of pleasure out of doing those 10 maths questions. But here's the thing. Those questions or activities or tasks weren't as mentally challenging 
as they needed to be to really produce the desired or perhaps required outcomes. Effort, when it comes to study and academic success, is not the same as time. It's about the processing that had to go on in the brain. In other words, did it make their brain hurt a little bit? or quite a lot. (laughs) Not did their hands start to cramp up from writing all those notes. It's got to be the right kind of pain or discomfort, not just any type of challenge, not just spending time on something that we don't enjoy. That does not automatically mean it is challenging us in the right way. Like, let's just say I could spend hours cleaning my house or my car and the oven, (laughs) but has it advanced me mentally? No. Was it pleasurable? No. (laughs) Was it challenging? Maybe in some ways. But doing low cognition study activities is just like doing that. It's like cleaning the car or cleaning the oven. It looks like or maybe feels like it's productive, but it isn't creating the positive outcomes that relate to the goal. So let's say they're doing 10 grade C level maths questions, however that it might be worded for their exam board or their year level, doing 10 grade C level maths questions is not going to mean that they can answer one B grade level question. Now, they might, they might just figure it out, but you know what they really need to be practicing in order to nail B grade questions? They need to be practicing B-grade questions. And I know I'm using a lot of maths examples here just because it's very clear-cut and very easy (laughs) to sort of visualize and think about. But I see this happening all the time in all different types of subjects. So let's stick with the maths example for a second. And let's say students are revising for a maths exam. And let's say they choose to do five of the simpler revision questions when really they would be better off spending their time doing just one or two of the challenging extension questions. And we could even say that that would take the same amount of time. So this is not them doing it out of laziness. It's almost a subconscious thing that's going on. And I'm no psychologist, so I don't know for sure. But my guess would be that when this is happening, it is their subconscious primitive brain that is keeping them on the path that will have them feeling accomplished because, hey, they've got five questions fully done and they won't end up feeling out of their depth because the risk is that if they tackle that challenge level question, maybe they might only get one done or they might not even complete it. It might be that they have to then go and find the teacher to ask them about it and get some help. So then that that risk, if you like, is that they don't get to tick anything off the list or at least not as many things, not five full questions. So it doesn't give them as big of a dopamine hit, as much pleasure as if they had completed all five of the easier questions. But that challenge and maybe that feedback or help that they need from the teacher, the processing that went into maybe just completing one big and meaty challenging question is like upping the marathon training from the five mile runs to the 10 mile runs to the 12 miles or using those heavier weights in the gym even though it is going to hurt. It is going to be a challenge. Maybe, even though, maybe we can only do five reps with the 10 kilo weights. 
for now. But if we're going to get stronger, that's what we need to do to get us to the goal. And gradually, as we keep pushing ourselves to work at that higher level, we will, we do get better. So on that note, you might be thinking, what about all those times when I'm telling you that your teen study could be and can be easier, smoother and faster? And now I'm here telling you that it needs to be challenging. Well, I will say the good news is that this intentionality and strategic decisions for completing maybe less reps, but with more challenging study, less questions, but with more challenging study might actually mean that they can spend less time and get better results. Remember, we're comparing lifting two kilo dumbbells for an hour at the gym with doing 30 minutes at a higher weight, doing less reps, but getting a lot more benefit. If they do one hour of really strategic, effective study, that is definitely going to give them a better payoff than them spending two hours of ineffective study. So that's especially relevant for those of you who have teenagers who are studying all hours. And for those of you with teenagers who really are aiming for the very top grades, Here's an even more important point. Let's say that they've been told to do four maths questions for homework and they can choose which ones from a selection that they've been given or depending on where they got up to in class. They could probably get four of the easier ones done in maybe 20 minutes, but it might well take them an hour to do four more challenging ones. So now we're back to more of the pain, (laughs) more of the discomfort, right? But at least that hour was useful. At least it is going to give them some progress and have them move forwards in the right direction. Because here's what might just be even more painful than that. Spending 20 minutes on something that is going to give pretty much zero benefit. So this is not about time, although it is, it could be related. I'm not talking about your teen taking more time over their study and making that the challenge or having them attempt tasks that are way beyond their current level where it is too challenging and they're not going to get anything from that either. I'm talking about making the time that they are spending much more effective, choosing study activities that are efficient and that are pitched at a level that will challenge them in the right way. Remember, often the more active strategies, like active revision, can be faster than the passive ones. It might take your teen half an hour to copy out a page of notes, whereas it would take them 15 minutes to just convert that information into a timeline, a flowchart, a diagram, a mind map, or whatever way is most appropriate to convert and process that info. So when I talk about making study smoother, easier, faster, better. It's not about just being on the easy path because if it's just easy, it probably isn't doing anything. Instead, have your teen figure out the more productive path or the effective or efficient path, or maybe just get off the path altogether and get some rest or enjoy another part of their life because either of those are much better than staying on the easy path, staying busy studying, but doing it in ways that aren't actually effective or going to give them that payoff. So to round up, 
If your teen is working to revise and memorize information or learn and understand concepts in the first place or practice and develop things further, it should feel hard. If it's easy, then it's likely that they are studying passively or at a level that is not progressing them. And that isn't the most effective way to be spending their time. And to be clear, this is different to just not knowing what they're doing or being confused or not knowing how to do something. For example, tackling a challenging question on quadratic equations is not the same as being totally confused by quadratic equations and not knowing what they are or how to solve them. And if your teen is on the easy path. It is not their fault. Their brains, all of our brains, naturally want us to take the easy path. They are wired for survival. And that means seeking pleasure, those feelings of confidence and accomplishment, avoiding pain, the discomfort maybe of having to really figure something out, perhaps having the inconvenience of having to go and ask for help or see a teacher, and then conserving energy, not expending too much mental energy. So your teen really needs to, first of all, be aware of what's really happening here, be self-aware enough to know when they might be falling into this trap. And then they need to intentionally use their higher brain, their prefrontal cortex, in order to make the strategic decision and take the more effective path, the path with the right level of challenge, because that is the path that leads to their goals. And talking of goals, this podcast is growing every single week and it is all down to you, my listeners. So uh, first of all, I want to say a huge thank you, especially if you've already subscribed or followed the podcast. And if you haven't, definitely tap on that little button on your device right now so you get every new episode delivered to you every single week. But also, I would absolutely love it. I would super appreciate it if you took a screenshot right now and just posted it onto any of your social media so that other parents can also get this information as well. Now, we're going to take a two-week break from the podcast over Christmas and New Year. So I want to take this opportunity to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, I really want to wish you a very happy, safe and fun break, whatever you are are doing. And I will see you back here with bells on, ready to go on the 10th of January 2023. I will see you then. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you head on over to www.rocksolidstudy.com and sign up for my free parent guide. The three huge mistakes even smart students make in exams and assignments and how to fix them immediately. And I'll see you back here next week.